Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast of The Invisible World of Jeremy Jones, where it's not so much about how to live your best life, but how to show up and live your life. Thanks for joining. I said I would be back, and I'm back. And you are back too, I see. Oh, finally, right? Sheesh. It's been a long while since my last episode. Where did I go? Some of you might know, but I have officially moved, and I'm getting set up in my new state. I'm living in an Airbnb while I do a house renovation in the middle of COVID material and labor shortages, all my stuff's in storage units. It's been hectic. Stressful, right, to say the least, but I'm back up and running, and I'm planning a mad dash of episodes through the end of the year. So thanks for joining me today on episode 24, which is Lifeboats Part 2, where we are talking about lifeboats, right? See what we did there? Um, Where exactly did we leave off? I'll tell you. We left off from the last episode that you were going to think about what lifeboats do you have right now that are merely half full, unused, and maybe even floating away empty. Yes. Yes, of course it's nice to always have more lifeboats, but question, like the Titanic, are we effectively using the lifeboats we already have? What's an example of this? How about money? Let's start with money. Some of us hate money. Some of us love money. Some have a lot. Some have a little. But whatever your relationship is with it, we all use it. We will continue to use it. So instead of worrying about having more of it, and sure, if you want to worry, we can still worry. But let's, let's worry about whether or not we are being intentional with money. Tell me, what are you doing with your current money lifeboats? Are you working for your money or is your money working for you? Like the Titanic, we say, oh, oh, shucks. Well, well, duh, (laughs) that's a no brainer. We need more money lifeboats. We need need more lifeboats, more money, and that's okay. It's okay. But a higher truth and, and higher outcome would be like the Titanic, right? Better question. What are you doing with this money you already have? I used to tell myself a once upon a time story, an illusion. It went like this. Once upon a time, once, once I have a lot of money, then I will invest it wisely and make more money. You see, Michael, you'll be part of Railways Through Africa. Dams across the Nile, fleets of ocean greyhounds, majestic self-amortizing canals, plantations of ripening tea, all from tuppence, prudently, fruitfully, frugally invested in the, to be specific, in the Dawes, Tom's, Mousley Grubs, Fidelity, Fiduciary Bank. Right? Look, once I have a lot of money like that, then yeah, then I'll invest. 
Remember, had the Titanic had twice as many lifeboats, would it have even made a difference? <laughs> they didn't even fill all the ones they had. Only used 60% lifeboat capacity. Some floated away empty. Empty? Hmm. I still tell myself a once upon a time story, but it's a little bit opposite now. It's a little bit better. It goes like this. Hey, once I have a better plan, then I will have more money. Five years ago is when I made the switch to that better plan, when I changed my perspective. And that's all that really changed. Not my money, just my perspective. It was the same money, the same lifeboats. And just like my friend told me from the last episode about my move, like, look, nothing's going to change. If you move to a different state, you still won't have the kind of tribe that you desire. You still won't have family and friends at your kid's stuff. See, that will only happen. I mean, it, it can change, but it will only change when, not when you move, but when, come on, come on, you're a long-time listener. Say it with me. It will change when you change. Jones, when you change. Right, Rumi? Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. You know, like the situation, remember you have three options. You can accept it, you can change it, or you can leave it. I don't know if I will change the world, right? That's a lot, but... Want more friends attending your kids' stuff? Want more money? Want people helping you when you move? Help uh, building your company? Help raising your family? Well, when will the change happen? So I have the cheat sheet right here. You see, it changes when you change. Back to money. Back to money. It doesn't change when you get more of it. I mean, if you're a spender, that just means you're going to be spending more of it. If you hid all the money under a mattress, you'll just have big lumps in your mattress. So proudly use the lifeboats you have now. I remember the first stock I invested in. I only invested a few hundred bucks and that was me scraping the barrel, right? Like, ah, oh, that was a tight month. The stock market averages about 7% return a year of the last 100. And obviously the COVID situation was a drastic you know, dip then economic growth and with the system snapback shock, uh, that will cool off. Anyway, anyway, I sold my investment and I made uh, 10% on that stock that I picked. Now, I had how much? All you math whizzes out there, I had the original 200 and plus the $20 on the 10% gain, 20 bucks. 20 bucks? I mean, what am I going to do with 20 bucks. I can't even buy dinner with that. Hmm. Well, that's a waste. 20 bucks isn't going to do anything for me. Yeah. 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 I'm safer up here on the starboard deck of this big fancy sinking ship than in one of those little $20 lifeboats. Luckily though, I started changing my perspective, changing my illusions. I mean, if everything that I believe is an illusion anyway, then why not take the pen and be the author? If everything is a story, then be the storyteller. So now I tell my thing, myself things like, well, 
Making money is easy. It's clear and simple. Instead of, once, you know, soon as I have a lot of money, then I'll come up with a good plan to invest, right? I changed it. I changed it to once I have a good plan, then I'll have a lot of money. So then what happened was investing and savings and defensive budgeting, they all came together and teamed up. They were working together with a consolidated purpose. The next month, I made another 20 bucks investing. And then I got defensive and I didn't eat out. And so I saved 30 bucks. So combined, I was up 50 bucks. And then I worked on a better plan, how to get a better return. And I saved more. How could I use and leverage the money that I already had? Remember our quote, if you focus on what you have, you gain what you lack. If you focus on what you lack, you lose what you have. Same principle as Jesus' parable on the ten talents, huh? Right? Do you see that? Anyway, anyway, focus on the lifeboats you already have, right? Play along with me on my own game board, see? How about this? Once I have 500 episodes and 2 million subscribers to my podcast, then I'll have a successful podcast, hmm? Once I get more of those lifeboat downloads, hmm? What what kind of story is that? Fact or fiction? Or might it just be, is it possible, opposite angle, is it possible that right now, I already have lifeboats of dedicated, important listeners and subscribers. You know, myself, first and foremost, right? And albeit maybe there's few now, but but could it be that there's content that can completely change mine and your life? See, first ink the blueprints in the invisible world and then radiate outside of you. Which, by the way, is happening right now, whether you are conscious of it or not. First the blueprints, then the hammer and nails. Make your own declaration of independence. And then July 5th it. July 6th it. You remember. All right, let's do another one. This is fun. How about fitness? Once I look like a fit bod magazine god, then I'll start going to the gym. I'm not going to the gym every day when I look flabby. Yeah. I mean, how embarrassing would that be? Once I'm fit, then I'll promise I'll start eating healthier. Once I get good grades, then I'll study more. Reverse that math. See, it's, it's actually once I keep eating healthy and exercising, then I'll look and feel fit. Once I study consistently, then I'll have the good grades. All the health lifeboats you need for today, they're, they're all already around you. The apple is at the store instead of the soda. The trainer can be free. Online YouTubes, right? Or the park across the street can be your new gym. Instead of wanting more lifeboats, expert trainers, a personal home chef, you could carrot goji chia kale shakes every morning. Peloton equipment in every room. What are health fitness lifeboats you already have? Including and starting with your sturdiest lifeboats, your courage, your strength, and discipline. I mean, that's already there. It's ready for you right now in your invisible world. So tighten your fist around those grab lines. Next, don't worry. Don't worry about being great. Just 
be average. One of my best friends for the last two decades and colleagues over the years, he said to me one time years ago, hey, did you ever notice how wildly successful average people are? See, an average person, they show up on time. They might not be there 15 minutes early, but they are not late. Average people don't make others repeat themselves. They might not have telepathic superhero listening skills, but they say what they think, and they think about what they say. Be nice, have good boundaries, call people back, remember people's names. Like, when you're meeting new people, do you say, oh, I am terrible at remembering names. I'm terrible, sorry, I'll have to ask your name again. I just, I don't remember names, that's me. Is that the story you tell, Well, don't remember everyone's name, all 20 people that you meet. Just be average, right? Remember one person's name, two people, just average. We can do that. We can be average. I just win the first tennis set, right? I'm not talking about the whole match and the championship and the glory and the riches and the Rolex endorsements afterward. It's all riding on this match. Better get it, right? I, I, I'm talking about average. Yeah. Prepare for the presentation. Take the lifeboat training. The average person says we should probably do one more than one lifeboat drill. The average person says, hey, we've been hit by an iceberg. Like, let's not wait over an hour to drop the lifeboats just in case. And listen, I don't even know if we can save everybody, but let's save the most we can with the lifeboats we do have. I used to hunt around for the cape, the Superman cape. But then I thought, geez, there's no way to get a Superman 1,000% return on my stocks, right? So, (laughs) So like, why even bother investing my money? Because I want millions, right? So what, what good is a measly 20 bucks? The Chinese proverb says the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And remember... That episode that we did about building the Great Wall of China, you know, they did it one brick at a time. That is cool. That is super fly if you can be great. You know? But you don't have to be. I, not even good. Sure, it's you know, good to great. It's a powerful self-help book. I, I love it. But what about just, just start with average. Just win the first set, right? Like we talk about. Just start with the average steady income invested over blank years and use that compounding interest and just be average right yeah when you get into a fight here look i'm not gonna yell and lose my cool or shut down and be avoidant i'm just gonna be sort of average i'm gonna stay calm ish right talk straight be intentional i don't know if we can be best friends after this fight but hey we could be averagely cordial all right let's take a break Let's take a break and go golfing. A quick golfing story. This is a story about a lifeboat I didn't use. I remember being a senior in high school. Spring rolled around. My buddy suggested that we go golf. What a great idea. But most of my class, they were doing a study group for the AP English test. I hadn't studied at all for the test. And although I was doing pretty well in the class, I didn't know the test material well. I didn't know the test structure hardly at all. So here was this lifeboat that I already had. 
an AP test to get free college credit. I didn't need more lifeboats. I didn't need more opportunity to get free college credits. Right? I already had this one on my ship. I even had friends that were inviting me to join the AP study crash course. That's another lifeboat there. And as you know, like when you pass an AP test, you get that three college credits. Whew, free college credit. No. Nah. Instead, though, I thought, I'm good. Probably everything will work itself out. Better to go golfing. Stroll the starboard deck, gazing at the stars with, while the, the hole fills with water underneath. Better that than to get into one of those little AP crash course study group lifeboats. I'll just think about happy, positive thoughts about the test. and I'm pretty clever. Well, sure enough, I went a few rounds golfing with my other buddy who wasn't in the AP class. Again, just be average. I might not have superhuman study every night for six hours for the AP test. Yeah, but average, right? Average students, I mean, they hit a few study groups, right? I skip them all below average. I got a score of a two on the test, and that doesn't qualify. I got zero college credit. I was so embarrassed. I hit the iceberg, and then I didn't lower my boats over for an hour. It was too late. The next year, I ended up going to a college out of state. So, I had to pay non-resident tuition, and the class that was now required on my schedule was, yep, English 101. Ah, hmm. So now I had to spend another semester retaking a class that I just took in high school. Talk about feeling like a waste of time. In fact, my AP class, it was much harder than my freshman college English class. And here I was spending three times the money, money I didn't have that I was borrowing on school loans for three times non-resident tuition to wait, spending a semester of my life to flail around searching for another lifeboat. It was one that I had let float away. Ah, don't, don't make these mistakes. Just think, just think, if the Titanic would have spent some more time on lifeboat training, not every night, not, not every two hours they're going to do a training on lifeboats, but at least more than one, right? Just think if they would have done a mere two trainings, that would have been a double, right? 100% increase. Uh, since I'm on a roll telling some stories, let me tell you one more. And this is what I really don't want to tell you this one. It's embarrassing. It's a mistake I made. Do you want to hear about a mistake I made? I can give you a packaged up image portrayal or I can give you me. Real me. Like Montaigne said, the greatest thing in the world is to know how to belong to oneself. The invisible world of Jeremy Jones. Now visible. Let me tell you a time I really bombed out. One of my mistakes, just a mayday, mayday scenario. 17 years ago, I was getting into performance business coaching and one of my friends offered me a guest presentation at his real estate club of over 100 people, captive audience. The short story is that I did not prepare. I just sort of crammed some notes in the last hour before I got there. 
unprepared, no good content, total train wreck. I didn't take the lifeboat that he gave me because I I didn't think the boat would float. It's a little lifeboat, little opportunity, no guarantee. I didn't trust the lifeboat. Let's review the quality of the Titanic lifeboats again real quick. They are double bow, Harland and Wolf seaworthy boats with grab lines, extra gallons of fresh water, life vests, compass, 10 oars. Solid boats. Back to the story, right? I can still see the shock on my friend's face, the disappointment. As I was up there floundering in my presentation, like, whoa, you you didn't even prepare. Like, I get it. If the ball doesn't bounce your way, you're off that night. If the shot, you know, rims out. But you, you didn't even warm up. You didn't even take any practice shots. I can still see the embarrassment my family had. They're sitting in the crowd as I fumbled around my words. It was spewing and spilling across the room in a mess. Seeing their shock for me, like, boy, he's flailing around in some freezing water. It's not like I intended to bomb it. That wasn't my plan. It was tough. It, it wasn't my plan, but it was my lack of plan. So why my lack of plan then? Was it because I was lazy? No, I wasn't lazy. I was working hard, working my way through college, school, full-time, work, full-time. I knew how to work. Then Why? I wish I could blame effort or organization or lack of experience, anything to couch the truth. It was a lack of faith, a faith in me, right? Faith that what I had in my invisible world was worth sharing. Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith, Jesus said, right? Why the lack of faith? Why would I spend time preparing a great presentation, the time, the effort, the hustle for something that deep down I didn't believe would benefit me? See, back then, 17 years ago, I was just getting my feet wet. I didn't bet on myself. I didn't believe. So I played small. I thought small. I had small ideas, small faith. I took small chances. I didn't have the faith that the world needed who I was meant to be. And what if I prepare and cram for this AP English test? I'm going to the study groups and I still don't pass and I still get a two. What if I prepare and cram for this coaching presentation and afterward, no one wants to learn more. Right? No one wants me to coach them. No, no one comes up to my table. Right? Oh, ye of little faith. Remember from previous episodes, you can be the ripest, juiciest peach, but there will always be someone who just, they just don't like peaches. From what I've learned about lifeboats, I see they are not about failure, but evolution. They are about progressing, not stalling out. Jumping in a lifeboat doesn't mean you are sinking. It means you are still floating. And you're still finding your way to the destination. Lifeboats are not about sinking. They are about surviving. Surviving so you can get to shore. It's a step. Surviving to thriving. Lifeboats are not about escaping. They're about transitioning. 
It's taken me a long time to see that. And you may be on a small lifeboat right now, right? Like you just made 20 bucks on your first stock investment and it's like 20 bucks. Uh, cool. Great. Now what? Right? Or, or you may have been sitting on five Airbnbs that you rent and it's great, but you've been, you've just plateaued there. You've been stuck and you don't see how to get to 10 or to 15 properties, right? You, I don't know, maybe you're at your freshman year at college. You may be the newest kid on the team. It may just be the first date with someone new, not your soulmate, right? You're not going to live on the lifeboat forever. It's okay. It's small. It's okay. It's 20 bucks. It's it's a transporter. It gets you where you want to go. It may not be the house of my dreams, but you're building equity, right? You're making it beautiful, adding value to it because that's what you do. That's how you live. You make things better than when you found them. You have a comfortable roof over your head. Meantime, what a great lifeboat. You're, you're that much closer to the house of your dreams. And dreams... Dreams beget dreams. I love this quote by the Magnolia Homes fixer-upper gal. I can't remember her name. Joanna? Joanna Gaines? That's a guess. Okay. Listen to this quote. I really believe that dreams beget dreams. So whatever it is you're dreaming about, whether it's what to make for dinner or what business you're wanting to create, the world needs the passions and gifts that you carry deep inside. So keep dreaming and don't measure success by the size of a dream fulfilled. Base it on the growth and the many things you learn along the way. Great quote. Back to me. I've pretended like I don't need lifeboats. I'm strong. I'm positive. I'm not going to sink, okay? I can wait over an hour before asking for help. I don't want to bug people for help. I can, I can figure this out. Too late to lower my lifeboats into the water. The side of my hole's been ripped off. I'm taking on water. Take this away today. Tuck it in your pocket, right? The French wise man, Miguel de Montaigne, said, He who fears he shall suffer already suffers what he fears. Parallel perspective to Mark Twain. I've suffered a great many trials in my life, most of which never happened. Keeping it one hundy with you, I look at those quotes every day. Every day. See, I worry about things that don't happen, that might happen, and I suffer as if they did. Oh, I suffer. What if someone breaks into the house while I'm away? What if I don't close that deal? What if the weight doesn't change? What if my investment goes bad? What if people keep thinking my balding head is unattractive? What if I don't pass that test? I'm, uh, what if I don't get the starting position on the team? What if I'm making less money than my friend? In our invisible world, it feels real. The invisible world is like a giant factory where everything's produced. That's where anxiety is produced too. It's the, it's the anxiety factory. They have a wing there for anxiety. Want less anxiety? Stop working that shift at the factory. Our bodies, they don't know the difference if it's reality or if it's just invisible energy. Our bodies feel it and we produce unnecessary suffrage. So stay in the holy, magnificent present and do the best at this moment. Play play this one point, not the whole freaking match. That's a lot of points you have to win. A lot could go bad. What if I miss the shot, right? We haven't even played the point yet, and my body's reacting to this energy, this invisible energy of anxiety, shortness of breath. What if I miss the next shot? What if I lose this match? What if I can't pay that bill? Lack of sleep, 
bad eating patterns, suffering things that haven't happened that may or may not happen. We don't know. So stay in the moment. Suffer when you have to suffer, when it's in the moment. But don't sell out what could be a good day for a bad one. For a, for a bad once upon a time egoic possible nightmare may not even happen. Let's suffer now. Now, now run the equation backwards to check your work. Ready? He who has the faith already conquers what he fears. Choose faith. Bet on yourself because the world needs who you were meant to be. And I believe that. That's why I'm going to be back soon for Lifeboats Part 3. I think you'll like where we're headed with that one. Be good meantime.